Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello there, my very good friends. Andy H. Murray here from What Culture, joined by my very good friend, Andrew Pollard, for this, our WWE Raw preview for tonight's episode, that being Monday, Monday? Monday, August the 8th. Uh, remember that if you're a fan of our unique brand of wrestling nonsense, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, or just about anywhere you get your podcast from. We do previews, reviews, roundtables, uh, interviews, and a whole lot more primarily on AEW and WWE, but sometimes dipping in to the wider world of wrestling as well. Anyway, before we begin, Mr. Pollard, um, something of a table-setting episode of Raw for the Triple H era last week with a lot of moving pieces. Quick summary of your thoughts of that episode, and do you think it'll continue tonight? I, I hope it does. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed last week's Raw. It was the the optimism and positivity, and that, that was all back the excitement, dare I say, um, of... It's been a while since I've had... I was excited about watching three hours of wrestling live at 1am in the morning, but I, uh, I I stayed up to start watching... I only got to about half... Well, about halfway through, but hey, that's half two in the morning, man. And that, was, that wasn't uh, an indictment on the content. It was just like, hey, dude needs some sleep. But uh, yeah, it was. I, I stayed up to watch it. I was excited. I, it was. I was anticipating Raw for what felt like the first time in years. It had not quite the full buzz of it, but it had that a mild tinge of the Raw after WrestleMania to it, where there's that anticip- anticipation of like, what's going to happen? This is all brand new. It's a, a whole new world, as I sang on the previous podcast. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, I was excited for that. I'm excited for tonight. And you'd like to think the momentum carries on. The, the, the key thing for me that stood out last week was the handling of Tommaso Ciampa, not only in, in the triple threat match, but then to, to get the win over AJ Styles, which I've seen AJ Styles, uh, um, what, three-time world champion, I think he is in the company, yeah. a multiple-time world champion anyway. So to get that statement win over AJ, to now go against Bobby Lashley tonight, the, the way they built up the US title as well, they made that belt feel important, they made Ciampa feel important, so it feels even more important him going for that prize and obviously against big Bobby Lashley who he just looks like a million bucks he's just such I, I, I love him the Bobby Lashley we've got for these last, last couple of years it's great to see him utilised in the way he's been utilised and I'm I'm looking forward to it tonight brother very much so yeah me too me too I, I came away with similar impressions of the first episode I think uh, not a complete revolution but certainly doing away with a lot of things we were kind of tired of gradually and you know more of a wrestling focus as well there was a lot more in i haven't got a stopwatch or at times listed or whatever but there was definitely a lot more time spent with the in-ring rather than uh what goes on outside of it you know, blend of that makes for the for the best product of course but also doing away with stuff like the 24 7 title at least temporarily yes. whatever the case is going to be yes. That appeals to my sensibilities as well. So it was an encouraging start, and I certainly hope it continues this week. But 
the more things change, the more they stay the same because there isn't actually much advertised for tonight's Raw uh, at the time of recording. That may have changed between the recording here and the time this podcast goes out. But for now, we only have two concrete things announced at the moment. And we're going to begin with the biggest one of those, I think. Uh, Champa versus Bobby Lashley, as you mentioned. United States title. They did a great job building up the US title last week. We had the triple threats leading into the singles match with AJ and Champa. The Champa won, albeit with an assist from the Miz at ringside. Uh, they had the vignette focusing on the heritage and the history of the belts. They had Bobby Lashley cutting a promo. And now we have this match. It's uh, Champa versus Lashley. I love Bobby Lashley. I'm a huge Bobby Lashley guy. How do you see this one going? Have we got a new US champion coming out of tonight? Uh, as much as uh, it seemed like there was a renewed focus uh, 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 on Tommaso Ciampa last week, or just Ciampa, I, I still call him Tommaso. And hopefully we'll be able to call him Tommaso at some yes. point again soon. But despite how he was utilised last week, I do not think we're getting a new US champion tonight. Uh, but I do think that maybe this is the start of the end for that alliance with the Miz for Ciampa. Either maybe the Miz screws him out of the US title, or maybe after he's lost, the Miz does some sort of beatdown on him. Um because I just, I don't know, maybe it's just the optimistic, positive side of myself, uh, the, the gullible loser who always falls for the, the hope. But where is Raw taking place tonight? It is taking place in Cleveland, Ohio, which is also the hometown of a certain uh, Mr. Rebel Heart, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe I'm just getting all like giddy, but I'm just thinking that the, the Miz and Champa alliance comes to an end. The Miz does some sort of beatdown. And there we've got a return of Johnny Gargano. Hey, maybe it's DIY and we would get a really yeah. good tag team. That just any way of seeing Champa use well on the main roster, any way of bringing Gargano back and using him well, whether that's together as a tandem or that, whether that's as rivals or whether that's just as individual wrestlers off on their own islands doing whatever. Um, I just want to see that. But I think that's my predictions for this match. I think we get, we, we have to, surely, Cleveland, Ohio. What is it? The Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which is such a ludicrous name for a building. <laughs> Jesus, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, is, is that just me being too optimistic? No, I think the the, the, the it's right there, isn't it? Like, if, if, if Johnny Gargano wants to throw the pitch and hit the home run, it's set up so perfectly for him. You know, his... his WWE career long rival slash tag team partner is in a big prominent spot. He is uh, positioned with just this bell end, like heel in the Miz prime for some kind of turn at some point. Um, and if he shows up in his hometown, he's obviously going to get a big pop. I think that Gargano is one of these people who's, uh, you know, when Vince shuffled out the door and triple H's, came into it he the chances of him returning to wwe increased exponentially um i think that he didn't have the brightest of prospects on the main roster if vince was still the guy writing the checks and making the calls so i don't think you're 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 far-fetched here at all i think it's probably the most compelling outcome that we could possibly get here and it's a realistic one as well i would go down a similar route I would have Lashley retain. I think I think the guy's so awesome. Um, he's a spectacle guy, and he's had a great couple of years run. Let's continue that. Let's keep that going. Pivot over here, maybe with Gargano, Champa, whatever you're gonna do. Just no more one final beat, love one last beat. Never do that again. Lesson learned, hopefully, uh, from that. But you know, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do. Anyway, we're gonna. Move on to the second kind of concrete announced thing. There is kind of another thing that has been announced, but not 
to the same level. Rey Mysterio is wrestling Finn Balor on this year's show. Um, Edge is back recently, of course. He has aligned himself with Ray against the Judgment Day. Uh, last week, Dominic Mysterio was accidentally speared by Edge uh, and then experienced what I can only really describe as Rhea Ripley popping him like a zit with her lower body. Um, so there's some tension there in the babyface ranks. Obviously, SummerSlam saw the babyfaces win as a consequence of that Edge comeback or whatever, whatever, whatever we're going with this. Um, what do you reckon here? Do you reckon, yeah, I think we're probably heading to Edge and Ray versus Damien and and, and uh, Finn Balor, but reckon we're going to get some kind of dopey finish as a result of that, or how's it going to play out? I, I hope not. Um, that's, again, one of the, the, the things that some people are hoping for with this Triple H regime is, obviously, Judgment Day in its current form of three absolute darlings of, of that time in NXT for Triple H. Rhea Ripley was a massive deal there. Clearly, they saw huge things in Damian Priest. And obviously, Finn Balor was for a spell. He was Mr. NXT um, in his runs as the world champion. Uh, going back to NXT completely revitalized him as well. So you'd like to think Trips is going to use them well, or whether they keep them together or whether they use them as individuals. You think that they're going to have a bright future. Uh, and I think they need to just start getting some actual significant wins. Whether that starts tonight with Balor over Rey Mysterio, I I'd like to think so, but it, yeah, you've, you've mentioned it there. It seems inevitable we're going to get this, uh, the, the the Edge and Ray match versus uh, versus Priest and, and Balor. And that's very much something that was the, that was set in motion during the Vince regime. So that's, I think we have to understand that with the new stewardship, sorry, of Paul Levesque, is it's going to be a gradual process. There's still lots of culturally turning from under Vince. You can't just drop stories cold. You can't just drop feuds cold. There has to be that closure to it. There has to be a natural end to it. You might wrap them up quicker than, than was intended under the old man, but they still need addressing. And I think that's kind of where we find this issue at the moment. But yeah, I, th I think Judgment Day have to start racking up some wins because it's just been a bit of a joke faction, really. I mean, even when Edge was there, it was like the, the rambling promos that Edge went on were just a bit like, it's not really doing much for me. You're just saying words and you, you're relying on like cheap heat. Well, it's like you, you're better than that. You've proven over the years you're better than that. Um, and since Edge left, it's just the, the wheels kind of have come off even more. That, but Judgment Day have been fun, not fun, effective in backstage segments like the attacks on Dominic. Poor Dominic getting yanked from the, the, the raised 20th anniversary celebration. Rhea Ripley giving no uh, flubs whatsoever. So it's a coin the Simon Miller phrase, but they've been effective in that, but they've not been effective in the ring. And so, yeah, I think Ray gets the win on this and, and Judgment Day have to be started taking it a bit more seriously. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. Um, the whole thing has felt a little bit undercooked. I think the turn on edge came a little bit early. They could have used more time. My favorite phrase at the moment, they could have used a bit more time on the stove. Those flavors needed to get to know each other a little bit better before they were consumed. Um, and here we are, we're in this situation. I think that a writing of the course would very much be appreciated. You don't need to protect Rey Mysterio at this stage in his career. He's a legend. He's been in WWE for 20 years. He's been in wrestling like double that near enough. Um, yeah, man, I, I am on the exact same boat with all of that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. So, from there... We move on to something that has kind of been announced, but they haven't confirmed any matches or participants at the time of recording. Again, that may have changed by the time you're listening to it. It's the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament, which was uh, announced finally on SmackDown last week. Um, This has been on... It's been in the works for almost three months now when Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of that episode of Raw. It was confirmed on that Friday's episode of SmackDown that not only were they suspended indefinitely and had been removed of their status as women's tag team champions, a tournament will be starting soon. Well, that was completely forgotten about for months and months. There was no acknowledgement, barely a word that this division even existed. On SmackDown, probably a Triple H move, tying up what I, I, Threads that was still dangling there. Um, we announced the tournament. It starts tonight. We don't know who's in it. Asuka has been teasing a mystery partner. There are a couple of, of, of existing tandems here and there that you could look at and go, hey, put them in. But for the most part, for this division's life, it has largely been two people thrown together to win the belt, split up and feud as singles wrestlers, which is a shame. Something you would hope would improve on Triple H, under Triple H, but we'll see. Um, do you have any thoughts going on to this tournament? Like, do you think, for example, that maybe we'll see the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi, who've been rumored for, for a comeback now? Um, would you have some NXT involvement? What would you do here? Um, I, I think a, a big yes to both of those. Uh, the... The, the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation that seemed uh, completely done and dusted and that they were out of the company, now all of a sudden it's been walked back to like, well, no, the, one of the big problems is no longer here. <laughs> so, of course, we want to come back now because, you know, we might be spotlighted in a way that that is, is fair on our talent. We might be giving something to sink our teeth into rather than just being 
oh, they're the ones this week who've got those belts that nobody gives a single toss about, um, who've just been thrown together. Like you said, they, it, it's just been a belt. Even when Bailey and, and, and Sashi won it for the first time, it was just like, okay, but they're just a team that's thrown together. We know their history, but where are the actual teams? Then you had the Iconics, oh, we'll split those up. Oh, we have uh, we have uh, Fire and Desire, yeah, we'll split those up. We'll have uh, the, the Riot Squad, yeah, well, any real teams, they're, they're not getting a sniff. We're just going to split those up, and obviously the Iconics did get a run with it. But yeah, I, I think that maybe I don't know if, if if Sasha and Naomi are coming back. I don't know if they enter the tournament or they're like the big boss waiting for the whoever does win the tournament. That's the, the the question for me. And then if they do come back, obviously this is a tournament. I'm presuming it's going to take place over a couple of weeks, and maybe we'll culminate at Clash of the Castle. So maybe if they do return, it's not tonight, but it could be for for me though. One of the absolute no brainers is you bring up Toxic Attraction as part of this. That just seems. They've got nothing left to do in NXT apart from Mandy Rose drop the title to somebody. That's that's it. They're, they're, as an act, there's a three. They're primed and ready for the main roster. They're as, they're as ready as they're ever going to be. So there's no putting keeping them in NXT just to keep them in NXT. Uh, and I think Triple H is aware of that. So I, I'd expect to see uh, see Jason Jane and, and Gigi Dolan on the, the, the main roster as part of this. Mandy Rose with them outside the ring, probably with the NXT women's title around the waist still, just because, hey, continuity counts, hopefully, <laughs> under the Triple H regime. So, yeah, that's the the surprises. Other than that, the, the Asuka situation, I don't know if we take it from last week, is, is it just going to be Alexa Bliss as a partner? Maybe. Um, I, I did see some people getting giddy that it could be Carrie Sane returning to the company. I I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it, <laughs> but I, I don't know if that's a... You might get your... Um, your hopes dashed, I think, if that's what you're hoping yeah. for. But it is, it's a case if you look for, for the teams of this tournament, clearly they have a plan because they won the brought the tournament back. The, the people have basically, we'd all, for the most part, the, the wider audience have forgotten these these titles completely existed for the last three months. So if you're going to put them in the spotlight by saying, right, we're in the tournament for these, there's got to be a plan, there's got to be teams planned. But you look at the main roster and they're just, there isn't really teams. They're just all people thrown together for the sake of thrown together. So, yeah, toxic attraction. I'd bring up maybe they win the whole thing, and then after that, they face the returning banks and Naomi. Yeah, and I think it's quite interesting as well to consider um, Bailey's new faction, of course, and how yeah, yeah, how how they might fit into it. Obviously, they've not wrestled together yet, but they've kind of declared war on the whole women's division, haven't they? I mean. You look at the people they've rubbed shoulders with. It's Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, uh, Asuka last week, Alexa Bliss. So they've gone after pretty much everyone. Um, I'm expecting something pretty cool from them on this show for sure. They were everywhere last week. You've got this kind of yeah. reporting of like re people, how how people in the women's division are confident that they will be a big focus under Triple H. And it's been that way so far on both shows. So, yeah, it's exciting to think of the possibilities. It's a shame that the work hadn't been done before Triple H came along to establish the division as more of a thing. But ideally, this will be the first step in doing so. And, uh, yeah, there's some fun NXT pairings down there that you can bring up. Toxic Attraction are definitely the most obvious and the best uh, for that role. But... Let's see, they they might do something wacky. Who knows? We might get Tamina and Lacey Evans for, for no reason. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But that's due to start tonight. I'm sure we'll have a match announcement or two uh, later on as we move closer to the show. So, yep, there we go. Uh, I mean, in general, um, how we feel, we've obviously spoken about Gargano and, and, and Naomi and Sasha Banks. How are we feeling about any other potential returns uh, on Raw tonight? Obviously, we had Cross on SmackDown. There's there's lots yeah. of talk of, of Triple H bringing people back. I mean, 
it's old, uh, old fiend boy himself, uh, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, was uh, teasing a lot of different things on social media the weekend. Yeah. Um, do you see anyone else coming back in soon, or do you think we've had enough uh, returns for a while? Um, I don't know. There's kind of two, well, three that jump out to me. And to be fair, one of them would work very well with this tag tournament, I guess, would be Tegan Knox. Um, Triple H, clearly a big fan of her. Of course, when she... Because obviously she was paired with the Cook Kai for so long in NXT, and they had their great the, the 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 split, which was great. But it was just weird that when she came up to the main roster, it was like, oh, all of a sudden you're a shotty Blackheart because hey, Vince just sees two people coming up and sticks them together, and she was coming out in the tank with Shotzi. But there is still that team there; they can put those together as, as a team, and at least there's some history there. Um, the other two that maybe jump out to me are maybe Dexter Loomis, somebody that's Triple H is again very high on. And I don't, I, th- I don't know if it will be any time in the immediate future, but Bronson Reed is, is one for me. Um, obviously, he's, he's in New Japan for wrestling at the moment. Big matches with Okada and whatnot. And he's, um, well, he didn't view the channel, uh, when was it, over the summer, I think it was, or the end of last year. And he talked yeah, about wanting right. to have, yeah, he wanted to have a, a big tear in New Japan for wrestling. That was one of his aims. I think maybe once he's got that out of his system, once he's, he's had those big matches over there, which he's already had a few, Maybe he comes back to the, into the fold in, in a few months' time. But I think the immediate future, Tegan's the one that probably jumps out to me, as well as Johnny Gargano and, and um, Naomi and Sasha Banks, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's really interesting to think about these people who c- could come back. And, you know, Triple H's history in NXT makes it a bit easier to identify some yeah. uh, with others. It's like, it's quite clear to me that Sasha Banks was never coming back if Vince was the boss. Um and the, if Triple H does bring her back and Naomi as well into the fold, then it's just a huge demonstration of how much of a detriment from a talent relations standpoint that, that, that Vince really was uh, to this company and had been for a while. Obviously, John Laurinaitis was the guy in the head of talent relations role, but I think we all knew he was just a fall guy. Um for certain things and so it transpired obviously he was implicated in the scandal that currently engulfs Vince as well at the moment too but yeah interesting to think about who might come back at some time um yeah. I guess to wrap things up we can speak just a little bit about a guy who wasn't on the show last week a theory was conspicuous by his absence now we should mention that I believe a family member of his actually passed away yeah. close to the show. So, you know, that is probably the reason he wasn't there. I don't think that, that you can read too much into him not being on the show. But, you know, he's been geeked out pretty hard since winning Money in the Bank. I wonder how things are going to go for him. It's really interesting for him because Triple H has said before that he's someone he wants to help. And he, I believe he scouted him or something in, in Evolve yeah, yeah. before came in so you might look at that and go maybe he'll be a big guy but at the same time you know i'm not really getting a main event level vibes from Fury. do you think he's back tonight and what what are you more positive on his outlook than i am because i'm a grump um i I think i think he is back tonight yeah i believe it was his uncle that he passed last week which is obviously uh, sad to hear so so yeah I, i don't think there's a no, yeah, we, we don't want to read any. There's no, no need to read anything bigger into it for last week. I think he'll be back tonight. I, I don't think he'll be quite in a position going forward for, for now, as he was under Vincent Manwer. Clearly, it, it was there was a spell where it was believable that he may somehow walk out of SummerSlam with at least one of those titles. That that wasn't beyond disbelief. But I, I think that, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe... Obviously, he drops down the card, but realistically, you're looking at it and think, 
does he lose the briefcase to somebody else? Is this maybe he, he ends up, I don't know, somehow losing it to, to Karrion Cross, say, for example, and that's how you facilitate getting one of those titles off Roman Reigns and over to Raw, or off Drew McIntyre over to Raw, whatever the case is. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm quite as down on him or down on the situation as you, your good self. I still think there is clearly, obviously there's a bright future for him. It's just how quickly that future gets here. Because Triple H, like you said, he was the one that that, that was spotting him for Evolve, him and Regal. He was the one that signed him to NXT. He was the one that put him on NXT TV pretty much straight away as soon as he signed him. There was no, right, you just work in the PC for a year or two years. It was like, right, okay, you're clearly ready for a spot on TV. And then he was just, there was that weird spell during the beginning of the pandemic where he's like fast-tracked to the main roster with, was it with Andrade, was it? And Zelina Vega, possibly? And Seth Rollins? Yeah, all of this stuff. And it's like, right uh, okay that's the thing and then he disappeared and it was back to the way in nxt and then he was just like he came again from nowhere into the main roster and so i, I think obviously trips values him i just think that he doesn't see him as uh an immediate as a main eventer as vincent man clearly did uh, and i think that shows with how like you said he was geeked out the, the fact that he was so decimated at SummerSlam, where it's like right you're clearly not a threat to these guys i'm not even in a Okay, you could be an underhand heel who isn't a threat, but you can still get those big wins by hook or by crook. But it, it just felt like, no, you're totally an afterthought from this this title picture. Uh, and I mean, in theory, no pun intended, he's got this briefcase for another plenty, however many long months. It's just whether you realistically you look at a situation and think, is he going to be ready for that spot in whatever it is, eight months time, nine months time? And I think Trips is probably looking at it thinking no, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did lose that briefcase. Or or maybe, obviously, the, the other way to get rid of it is he cashes in, he doesn't win it, that's it. It's done, it's discarded, it's out of the way. The elephant is out of the room. Yeah, it might be a simple case of uh, maybe you're not ready to be world champion or a believable contender right now. Maybe it's a case of, hey, let's do something else. Let's go away, let's do some things over here. Let's have a mid-card program. Let's... Uh, do, do, do some more personality-driven stuff like you were doing in NXT and yeah. revisit a year or two from now because at 24 years old, it's far too early, obviously, to 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 go, oh, he's never going to be anything or whatever. Um, just maybe for me, a little bit too much too soon. But hey, listen, we're all, yeah. we're all, uh, we all have different takes on wrestling and I think that's part of the fun, um, even for, for the most part. I think me and you pretty much agree on like 90% of stuff. So hey, it's a good time. Yeah, it's, uh, sad. it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> it is total losers yeah. of the same generation. Yeah. Uh, but hey, listen, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us for our Raw preview this week. Um, yeah, our third podcast of an epic shift here today. We're very appreciative of everyone who comes along and joins in the fun. Uh, remember, you can catch up with us and our feed on whatever app or service you might use for your podcast, be it Spotify, be it Apple. You can follow us on Twitter as well, at WhatCultureWWE. Find Andrew Pollard on Twitter at... At CultureLeftPeg. And one last tiny bit to put in there, now I think about it. Tegan Knox, mm. Clash of the Castle, in Cardiff, her hometown... Nixon Newell, there we are. Makes too much sense for it to happen, doesn't it? (laughs) It used to be, it used to have made too much sense to happen. Now it's like, it makes too much sense, so maybe it will happen. We'll see. Anyway, back to your uh, plug-in and ending. Yes, we can have optimism again. It's really nice to be able to feel that way about this three-hour show that we watch every single week. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for... uh, Hector, sure. 
Oh. Sam, you slip a Rex out front. There we go. Hit the Sam. There we go. Boom. Shout-outs to him. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.